Turn to John, please, the first chapter. This is Vision Sunday this morning. How many believe the Lord has a plan for us? Is it a good plan? Is it a little little small plan? Huh? <laughs> little small thing that won't take much to do. We won't have to believe too much. We'll have it done by next Saturday. Huh? Or how many believe the Lord has? He's a big God. Got a big plan. Amen. You know, the Lord doesn't, uh, He doesn't show you the whole plan all at once. He's merciful. He didn't want to scare you. <laughs> but He gives us His plan and vision as we're able to receive it. As our faith is able to embrace it. And as our commitment level is there to do it. A lot of people never received the second thing because they never did the first thing. They didn't know there was a part two, three, four, five, and ten. They never found out about part two because they never did part one. No need talking to somebody about part five if they hadn't done part one yet. Right? Well, I believe we've got we've done part one. We have a church. Amen. That was kind of weak, guys. We have a church. We have a family. The Lord has done this in a hurry. Amen. I think I told you before, but I'll tell you again. You're turning to John 1, right? Big John, Gospel of John 1. A friend of mine, Brother J.C. Hash, uh, and I were having a meal. At a, at a certain minister's meeting not too many months ago. And he was asking me, he had heard about the church and about how the Lord had blessed us with a fine place and how we'd grown so quickly. And, and uh, I said, yeah, yeah, it's so. And I told him a little bit about how, how it happened. And uh, he said, man, that's great. Whew, glory to God, that's good. And we went on talking about something else and somebody else asked him another question and he ate his salad and about 20 minutes later, he looked at me and grabbed my arm. He said, Brother Keith. I said, what? He said, that's God. That's got to be God. I said, yeah, it's got to be God. <laughs> Doesn't it? A person, uh, I don't care what, who the person might be or what they think they might have or know or can do. Nobody can, can do these kind of things in and of their self. Well, you, you don't take the credit. I don't take the credit. The Lord has done a, a great thing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. Amen. And he gets the glory and the credit. All the glory. Amen. Amen. I mean, we have uh, had uh, uh, a number of things happen before we started counting here on the paid and full. And now already so many of this 835 seats paid for. And then the salvations. You've seen people come down. Amen. And the rededications and the people getting filled with the Holy Ghost and healings, yes. miracles. I mean, we have you, do you remember hearing them? I mean, miracles, tumors gone, cancer died, Ama- brains restored, amazing things. How many know just one of those would be worth all the effort? Yes. If it was for you, you'd think so, yes. right? Amen. One of those would be worth all the effort and all the expense. Well, we were praying the last two Wednesday nights at prayer. We have a prayer meeting on Wednesday night, if you didn't know. Uh, 
Here's just a question while I'm thinking about it. I know a lot of you uh, drive some distance. And uh, we, we thank God for your commitment there. Let's just, uh, let's just take just a minute and, and, and show an indication of this. How many of you drive at least 45 minutes or more to come to the church? Would you stand, please? You drive at least 45 minutes. If you're not standing, t- turn around and look and, and see all these people that drive. Uh, we have a number of people drive an hour, hour and a half. How many drives longer than an hour and a half? Let me see. Several people. Look at that. My, my. Well, we, we honor your commitment, and uh, the Lord does too. If those that hunger after righteousness, what the Bible say? They'll be filled. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you so much for your commitment. Uh, and I realize that some of you are not here on uh, Wednesday nights because of that and, and some other things, and also uh, Friday nights. Uh, but now Friday nights, you, you should be here. Amen. And uh, how many, if we had an early prayer before the service, like on Sunday morning, you would be interested in that? You would be interested in coming and praying early. Okay. Number of people. Well I'm considering that. And, and thinking about that. Uh, prayer is important isn't it? And things need to be taken care of in prayer. And things happen in the spirit. And then they happen outside. Outwardly. Naturally. Um, in prayer. You, you have your scripture there in John 1. In prayer. This past Wednesday. I was here. And uh leading and uh, after praying some time about this the Lord spoke to me this scripture about the vision of the church he said uh, he said probably I don't know seven or eight major statements to me concerning the church that I've written down since we began Uh, just to try to remind you of some of them he said uh, one of the first things he said is this place is mine Consecrate it and dedicate it to me. And I understood that that means nothing happens here except what he says. Everybody said out loud, this is your place, Lord. We are your people. Do with us what pleases you. Amen. And um, so we've endeavored to observe that. And he also, he also talked about... Uh, Part of my job, he gave me specific instructions, Phyllis and myself, to instruct you and lead you in how to love each other and how to live by faith and how to be led by the Spirit. We've already talked some on Friday nights about how to live by faith. If you weren't here, then you missed some of that. We've been talking on Sunday mornings, you know, about love how to love each other, and I have plans to to get on more about how to be led by the Spirit in in time to come. One of the most recent things the Lord said to us about the church was, I'm growing this place up quickly. Growing this church up, growing this family up quickly. I believe that, don't you? Growing us up, not just in number, but spiritually. I don't believe we're just going to have a church full of babies. I believe we're going to have, and we have, and will have maturing ones. Amen. Amen. 
Not just people who are always, you know, wanting something and, and, and claim that they're needing something, but people who are able to minister to others also. People who know how to receive for themselves. People who know how to go to God, get their prayer answered. Go to God, get their bills paid. Go to God and believe and receive, and then take that and minister it to others. You in agreement with that? Now, we're, we're going to have babies. We're going to have folk that just got saved last week. Well, we're going to minister to them and help them. You're going you're to help us in that, too, all of us together. But then they're not going to stay babies. Amen. They're going to get fed, and they're going to exercise, and they're going to grow. But the Lord spoke this scripture to me, John 1, 50. John 1, 50. Jesus answered and said to him, to, to Nathaniel, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? This is what the Lord said to me. You shall see greater things than these. Hallelujah. I, I take that as the word of the Lord to us. You'll see greater things than what we've seen. Huh? Anybody else believe that? Receive that? We will see greater things than these. We've seen some good things this past year. Year and a half. I mean good things. Quick things. But can God do greater and bigger? So, everybody said out loud, we shall see. Greater things than these. Hallelujah. Now, uh, there are three main things that I have on my heart to talk to you about this morning that have to do with the vision of the church. And uh, before we start, I think you know this, but if you're new here especially, I'm not interested in, in anybody feeling bad about not doing something. We're not going to beat anybody over the head. There's not going to be any condemnation here. This is vision building. We want to be excited about doing the work of the Lord. Amen. And uh, if you don't, you know, some of the things we talk about, you don't want to get involved in. You don't, you're not inspired or stirred up about it. Uh, I'm not going, we're not going to run you down and, and, and pull on you and, and condemn you and say, oh, you're sorry, rascal, you're supposed to be doing this and that. Uh, one thing that we need to realize, or we should realize, is that, uh, have y'all had any challenges with that need word besides me? Huh? If not, you had not been trying. Huh? Boy, it's, it's been in the conversation more than we have thought, had yeah. need and want. Uh, there are some legitimate uses for those words. I didn't say every use of it's bad, but there's a lot of them that's, that we want to eliminate. Um, there's no, no condemnation about these things. We want you to be inspired. We want you to be excited about it and understand that this is not between you and I. These things are about you and the Lord, right? Between you and the Lord and me and the Lord. Number one thing I believe we should have our faith on, I believe we should put our resources toward, uh, and, and these are not necessarily in the order of importance, it's just the first one I'm dealing with. I believe we should stay on our paid and full vision. Amen. 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 I believe we should would, should keep after it and... Uh, uh, I don't, I don't want us to drag around just because it becomes easier for us and it's not a big deal to us. I want us to eliminate Amen. any debt. I want us to eliminate 
any monthly payments or that kind of thing. Uh, I don't like paying interest. Do you? No. You know, thank God for, uh, you know, someone helping you and that kind of thing and being able to do something if you didn't have the resources and funds. But at the same time, I, I like seeing that money go elsewhere. Amen. So we're going to stay on that. How many will put your faith with us and join with us as a family? I'm not asking you for money. You just, money-wise, you do what the Lord tells you to do. I'll do what He tells me to do. I'm, Phyllis and I already believing for, to put a chunk on the paid and full. We're, we've been putting some money together and we've been believing. You do what the Lord tells you to do. But the main thing I'm asking you, use your faith. Amen. Use your faith. Go back there and put your finger on some of those seats that are not colored in yet. And say, I call this seat paid for. I call this seat paid for. I claim the money to come in to pay for this seat. I want to ask you, how many of you uh, didn't have the money in hand, but you claimed the money, and since you claimed it, it has come in, and you've paid for a seat? I want you to stand up. You didn't have the money in the beginning, but you claimed that money, and the money has come in. The Lord brought it into you, and you did what you told Him you'd do, and you paid for a seat. Praise God. Praise God. Look at that. Amen. Oh, Hallelujah. Thank God. Wonderful. Well, that's us too. Phyllis and I too. Same thing. We made commitments and didn't have it at the time, but the Lord brought it in. Well, we're at 835 paid for of the 2500. Now, actually, the whole amount is a little bit more than that. Well, I shouldn't say a little bit. A little bit depends on how you look at it. But... (laughs) Some people would say it's a lot. But I'm believing for the balance to come in through the general fund, and we're going to take care of that. But that's what I, I didn't have it on my heart to say each seat is 1250 or $1,495 or, or, you know, $1,000 is what I had on my heart. Amen. And that's what we've done. You know, sometimes people kind of pad it in case we might need some more. I didn't do that. I went the other way. Uh, but we're at 835 paid for of the 2500 Aren't you thankful for that? Um, We really ought to be thankful for this. And we are. That reduces the number to 1665. That don't sound so big, does it? 1665. Now, a hundred of the 500 we were claiming remains. That'll be knocked out soon. When we knock that out, we're down to 1565. I believe, you know, we, we put our faith on 500, and we're just about there, right? I believe as a church family, we should put our faith on 1,000 seats now. And believe that in and knock that out. Now, uh, somebody said, well, why don't we just, you know, believe to knock the whole thing out? Well, we are in the process of time, but we're taking bites of it. Can you see this? And you don't, you don't receive according to what God can do. You receive according to what you can believe. Amen. We're a family. Amen. Just like a mom and daddy and kids at home, how you know you ought to believe with your family for things that concern the family, and you need to be realistic about where your faith is at. Why didn't Why don't we just claim to, to pay the whole thing off? Why don't we just you know uh, in one fell swoop? Well, that's not where our faith is at. I'm praying and waiting on the Lord, endeavoring to see where. Uh, our faith is as a family. And I believe this is, this is our next step. Amen. We believe for 500 and we just about got it. Yeah. 
Now let's say it another way. As a, actually, as a family, we've already believed in over a half million. We've believed in 835, whatever it is. Huh? As a church family. Now, we're going to have million dollar faith. We believe in a million at a time. Now, you do exactly the same thing in your family. Start where you are. If it's $50, if it's $25, start where you are. And then, you know, as you get close to fulfilling that, bump it up. Step it up. Phyllis and I, when we first started More Life Ministries, the Lord dealt with us. He said, you're going to require partners for this ministry. And first step is you, you should be a good, faithful partner to other people. And then you claim partners. So we did. We were faithful every month. We sent money to other ministries, and we took and, and did that, believed for that. And we claimed 25 partners for more life ministry. Why didn't you claim 10,000? That wasn't where our faith was at. Hmm? That's why some people have trouble because they, they try to bite off the sun and moon and they're not there. And then they get discouraged because it doesn't happen overnight. And they give up and quit. Well, that's no good. Well, as soon as we got about 17 or 18, we thought we're getting close to this. We better bump it up. So we claimed, what was it? 50, I guess it was. And then we claimed, it's like 100. And then we claimed like 250. And then we claimed like 500. Then we claimed 1,000. Then we claim 10,000. Then we claim 50,000. Amen. Amen. And we're increasing from there. Praise God. Somebody said, I didn't know y'all that big. Yeah, there's a lot of things you don't know. <laughs> you ought to see the tapes we mail out of here ever, ever so often. I mean scores of thousands. Give them away. Free. You know, when I was... Uh, Praying about our partner letter. I said, now Lord, I don't want to write people and ask them for money. I don't have that on my heart. I want to give. And the Lord, the Lord dealt with my heart. He said, the, the most significant thing you have to give is the revelation of the word I give you. Amen. And so we do. We, we take the, the tape that we believe is right for the time. And we make thousands and thousands of them. And we send them to people all over the country and world and give them to them. And it's been a blessing. It's seed in the ground. I said it's seed in the ground. And we haven't wanted. We haven't lacked. There's always plenty and more than enough money to do that. I believe we'll have outreaches out of the church like this too. That'll reach all over the country and beyond. Do you? There's some things we'll get to in just a few minutes. I believe is a step toward that. So I, let's put our faith as a family on 1,000 seats. We're going to finish up this 500, and then we put our faith on 1,000 seats. When that come, when we believe in the 1,000, all that will remain is the, is the seats on the uh, aprons here. You know, there's 250 seats that go on each side that are not there right now. Once we believe in a little over this 1,000, all the fixed seats that are here will be painted blue and paid for. Hallelujah. Amen. So are you with me on that? Yes. Now, um, here's something else that I have in my heart in connection with this. How many know if you're believing for a harvest, you should sow seed? Yes. Last year, when I was up in uh, Canton, Ohio, with Mike and Barb uh, Caminetti and their bunch, we've been going 
to that church for years and years. We went to them when they were a little bitty small place. We've been uh, good friends for a long time. They have a great church up there. They love God. They've been hooked up with our ministry. I don't know at the times when we were believing for something in the ministry and we needed a chunk right then. And yeah, we did need it. We were, we were missing it. And, uh, and God used them Amen. to send it in. We didn't call them. We didn't talk to them. Just here a chunk came from Canton Christian Fellowship. Amen. They heard from God. Well, I had it on my heart last year. Uh, well, I should tell you this. They are in the process right now of building a new facility. A big, fine church. I mean, it's nice. It's, it's uh, something that represents the Lord well. And it does, it's, it's going to cost a whole bunch of money, millions and millions. And they're in the midst of, of planning that and get, getting ready to start that. And I had it on my heart last year while I was there to sow to them $50,000 from More Life Ministries. And I'm prepared to do that. I'm going to go back up and speak for them here just in a couple of weeks. And I'm, we, we got it in the bank. The Lord's brought it in. It's here. But... In thinking about this, I believe the church, Faith Life Church, should sow 10,000 of that as seed and claim. uh, I mean, just a tenfold harvest off of that would be the million dollars. Just a small harvest, just a tenfold. Does that bear witness with anybody? Do you agree with that? I've talked to our advisors about this, and they like it. Is that okay with everybody? All right. Well, then I'll take 10 of it. From Faith Life Church. We have it. It's in the bank. Somebody says, well, Brother Keith, you could pay for 10 seats with that. No, I couldn't. No. Number one, how many are you supposed to sow? Number two, that's tithe money. We cannot use that to pay for seats. It's in a separate account. We don't use that for ourselves. That goes to other churches as the Lord directs us. And praise God, it's in the bank. It's there. So does that suit you? Yes. I'll take a check from Faith Life Church for ten thousand, and I'll take a check from More Life Ministries for forty thousand, and we'll go sow fifty into their new church project. Amen. Amen. Help them with theirs. Amen. Amen. Good. I'm glad you like that. Good. And how many believe our our harvest off of that will come in real quick, and we'll have a thousand seats paid for right away. It's coming in. Praise God. Are you excited about that at all? Glory to God. Now, other things, you know, that we're believing for that we've talked to you about already. The children, we're going to finish that up. That's what, 13,000 or so. That'll be knocked out right away. We're going to develop this area up here, refreshment for a coffee area. Anybody happy about that? We'll, We'll put some nice things up there where you can stand around there and talk with somebody and have a cup of coffee. Uh, I'm thinking about giving some some things away, and other things there being a charge for them. But this is not this is not about making money. Did you hear me? Uh, I want to, you know, if we got a rich God, we ought to be able to give somebody a cup of coffee, right? All right, just to let you know how I'm thinking. Now, some of the specialty things we may charge for them, but just a cup of coffee, I think we ought to sow that to people. Yeah, at least. Uh, the baptistry. You know, we've talked about that, developing back here. Well, we ran into a little more complication on that. We have to have some uh, 
uh, blueprints and they have to be approved and there's some other things involved in that. We haven't forgotten about it, but we, we're still believing on that and we have some people that's already uh, volunteered to help on that and sow some things. Our signs out front, you remember those? Yeah. We hadn't forgot about them. We just, uh, we're, we're still believing for the money and, and that's not going to take a whole lot. We're gonna, it's going to say Faith Life Church on this side. It's going to say uh, Exceeding Faith, Abounding Love. On this side, great big gold letters, backlit, show up nice at night. You like that? Then there are just a number of general improvements that we'll be making over the year. We to you know improving the grounds and improving and replacing some things that should be. So that's uh, the first point I wanted to talk to you about. Everybody okay on that? Uh, Number two, would you turn with me to uh, Romans the twelfth chapter? This is a little different this morning. If you're a visitor, uh, if you don't like this service so far, we'll come back another time. And you might like it better. This is family business this morning. We're talking about vision. All of us need to be together. We need to be saying the same things, believing the same things, having our, not be scattered, but have our faith unified. Number two, second area. Last uh, Vision Sunday, if you were here, I talked at length about the purpose for the ministry gifts. You know, Ephesians 4 talks about that the Lord gave some apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for what? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the what? Work of the ministry. And for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. The Lord wants the saints perfected and grown up. Edified and built up. And he wants them to do the work of the ministry. Right? Who's to do the work of the ministry? The saints. And in the whole. As they do the work of the ministry. uh, As we all do the work of the ministry. Then the body of Christ is built up. And edified. And the head is glorified. There has been for I don't know how long and in how many different denominations and areas an unscriptural mentality that the preachers are supposed to do the work of the ministry and the laity just come and look and hear and go. And that is that never was the plan of God. Uh, there is no way. That a handful of ministers can do all the work of the ministry. Right? We talked about this. If you were here. We went into great detail about how that the Lord's plan is that every believer develop in an area of ministry. Now the word ministry literally means service or to serve. And and, and the word ministry has kind of... I don't know, it's taken on this this uh, attachment that's not good in some circles. People talk about, I have a ministry, my ministry, and there's too much me in it, my ministry. And in their, their idea is, well, that means people are supposed to do stuff for me. People are supposed to help me. People are supposed to do stuff for me because I have a ministry. 
and my ministry. And you got people that are bent out of shape because they think other people are not acknowledging and giving place to their ministry. So I want us instead of the, the word ministry is a New Testament word. It's a legitimate word. But I think with the way we use words today, it would help us to use this word, which is the meaning of it. Look it up. And it's the word service. Service. Everybody say service. Service Service is when you serve. Right? Service. We're we're to endure hardness as good soldiers. Soldiers are in the service. Who ever heard of a soldier who didn't serve? Huh? You asked him, you say, well, you know, you're in the army. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got the uniform. Got the weapon. What's your area of service? Oh, I don't serve. <laughs> what do you do? I just come and watch. <laughs> they say they're having a battle and I go and watch. And... Uh, they tell us when they're doing stuff and having maneuvers and exercises and, and we go and watch. We put on our uniform and we go watch. You mean you don't serve? There's no area where you serve? Nah. But we're in the army. Are you now? Do you know that the word, one of the words that are translated ministry that means service and that's translated serve, is also translated worship. Same word. Worship. Worship is much more than standing up and holding up your your hand and saying praise God. Worship is your life. You worship God with your hands and with your mouth, but you worship God most of the time with your life, with your service. With what you do. You can be a believer. And not serve. But you can't be a disciple. Without serving. And you you cannot develop. Into all that you're supposed to be. Without serving. You don't develop just by eating. We know that physically. You don't develop your physical body and become strong and highly developed just by eating. You you must eat, but what else must you do? Exercise, which means you, you have to do something. Then you develop. And uh, in this first year, actually, Phyllis and myself, particularly Phyllis and our staff, have done four, five, and six, and ten jobs. They've been faithful. You ought to pat them on the back sometime and say, man, thanks for helping us get up and going. Because they they have stayed early, come early. They have stayed late. They have worked and sweated and and done grunt work and then changed their clothes and went and visited people in the hospital and and, and not complained. I said, and not complained. But that's not right for them to do everything. Right? That's not not right. For a few people to do everything. And you know, in so many churches, you got 5% of the people doing 100% of the work of the ministry. And you got 95% that come and watch and listen and leave. Well, that's not the plan of God. I said, that's not the plan of God. 
And the thing is, not only are some people overworked and some things not done, but then the people who should be doing the work are not developing. You, you know, you, you get revelation by hearing the word, but a lot of revelation you get by doing. So much of the revelation that I've gotten about how to help people, I didn't get it sitting at my desk pouring through a concordance. I got it in a hospital room. Endeavoring to help somebody. I got it at somebody's home looking for an answer. Did you hear me? It comes in the thick of a thing. It comes when you're involved in something. Read Romans 12, please. Y'all okay? How many believe service is a big part of real Christianity? Service. Romans 12, verse 1. Romans 12, 1. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. What is your body for? Hmm? Not not to sin with, not to just relax and enjoy life, but to what? Why do you have a mouth? Why do you have hands? Why do you have feet? Why do you have a brain and a mind and a heart beating so you can serve God? For God's pleasure, all things have been created. Amen? That includes you and I. Everybody say service. He says reasonable service. It's it's just appropriate and right. After all he's done for us. That we show up for work. And say Lord. What what can I do? Here am I. You you know what's here. You know. Where's my ears? How can you use me? I'm available. Keep reading. Be not conformed to this world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Does the perfect will of God involve you serving somewhere? For I say through the grace given to me to every man that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now you'll notice this measure of faith he's talking about is faith to serve. Keep everything in context of what we just read and are about to read. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office or place, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Our ministry, now what does ministry mean? Serving. Let us wait on our ministering or serving, or he that teaches, let him teach. He that exhorts on his exhortation. He that gives, let him do it with simplicity. Is there a ministry of giving? He that rules with diligence. Now that has to do with uh, overseeing something, administrating something. How many know that that we require people with organizational skills that can take care of things and get them running right, keep them together? He that shows mercy with cheerfulness. Now that has to do with people that are uh, reaching out to folk that are in distress. 
Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. Not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit. What? Serving the Lord. Is this for everybody? Or just for a few preachers? Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality. How many believe this? Glory to God. The the whole chapter is good. It it goes on. But do you see the the gist? Do you see the spirit of it? Don't be conformed to this world. Don't, don't, Don't go the way all the world is going, just seeking for their own and striving to build themselves a name. No, we've been saved for a purpose. And we're not to use our liberty as an occasion for the flesh, but the scripture said in Galatians, by love, serve one another. Serve one another. How many remember Jesus said? Well, in fact, turn back and look at it. Matthew 20. Instead of me quoting it, Matthew 20. Matthew 20. Everybody say serve. Serve. Matthew 20. And 26. Matthew 20, 26 says, It shall not be so among you, but whoever will be great among you, let him be your minister, which means servant. Whoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant or slave. Sometimes, you know, in, in our modern society, people have an aversion to these words. Well, I ain't nobody's slave. I ain't nobody's servant. Then you're not God's. Keep reading. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered to or to be served, but He came to what? Minister or to serve and give His life a ransom for many. Did Jesus come to be served? He came to serve. So to be a Christian is to be like Him. Now, it's not that late, is it? No. Uh, we've had a lot of people leave already. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe they were visitors. Maybe they had things they had to get to. But I hope it wasn't just out of uh, boredom. <laughs> because being a Christian is not just all about receiving. Amen. Right? Amen. It's about serving. Amen. It's about giving. Right. Amen. Amen. And that's what adults do. Babies receive. That's all they're able to do. Babies. We don't think anything of it. We don't say, to, you know, we don't poke the, the, the infant in the crib and say, get up from there and go to work. <laughs> Lazy bum laying around it. Get out there and help earn your key. Well, no, they're a baby. But you got an you 18-year-old laying up on the couch? Huh? Sponging off a of mom and daddy? That's not all right. 
get to work. Pull your weight. Amen. We're a family, right? Faith Love Church, is. this is not just an organization, an institution. This is a family. I grew up with men and women that believed in working. I grew up down in Mississippi. Uh, I never came in the house and flopped on the couch and said, Mama, I'm bored. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) She would have given me 95 jobs just like that. Bored? Oh, you bored, are you? Come on here, boy. She'd have had me tear down a building and move it and put it back up again just to... I mean, she, they planted gardens, her and my grandpa. I'm not talking about four rows of peas, five acres of peas. <laughs> Ten acres of corn. You get it all in by hand and you put it, and then, and then there's the cows, and then there's the dairy barn, and, and then there's this. But I, it just is not right for people to lay around and do nothing. Amen. And in the church, it's not okay. And now, Phyllis and I are the daddy and mom of this church. And I don't want to see a bunch of lazy kids. Because, for one thing, one thing it's being a poor parent, isn't it? If you let people be lax and lazy, because they won't develop. They won't develop like that. You develop... Mike has come unstuck, hasn't he? Phyllis, come check this for me. (laughs) 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 You got it? Thank you. Okay, am I back on? Thank you. To serve means to be of benefit, to be of help, to be of use, to uh, contribute to the welfare of others. And you got people that lay on the floor and cry, oh God, use me, oh God, use me, please use me, oh God, use me. And then something come up in the church and they get busy and then something else comes up and it's interfering with their schedule and their life and they go, I just feel like I'm being used. Well, uh, make up your mind now. You either want to be used or you don't. Be of use. So what the Lord has put on our hearts is to develop service teams. Ministry teams, if you will. But I like to use the word for now, service teams. Because you serve on these teams. We already have teams. We have an usher team. We have children's teams. We have praise and worship teams. We have altar care teams. Parking lot teams. But we're going to add to these. As the Lord helps us and gives us direction. Let me give you the example of some of the rest of them. We're going to have visitation teams. 
People who visit folk in the hospital, visit people in prison, visit people in retirement home or wherever they might be. Visitation. Everybody say visitation team. Serve in the visitation team. We're going to have hospitality teams. Amen. That'll go hand in hand with this. People that'll know how to cook food. And, and I don't mean bring something cold from the drive-thru. No. That doesn't represent the Lord. No. I mean somebody that can cook. Amen. Somebody that'll, that, that we'll, we'll get some, some nice uh, uh, dishes and, and, and uh, eatery and that kind of thing. And there'll be a good presentation. Yeah. And flowers. I don't mean four stuck up in a piece of styrofoam. Amen. <laughs> Something. <laughs> uh, we, we've paid money for some stuff. That... But that's changing. Because we're going to do our own. Amen. Amen. The Lord's going to help us because there are people in our midst that are graced to do these kind of things. Amen. Gifted. Amen. So we're going to have hospitality and visitation teams. We're going to have financial assistance teams. People that are willing to talk with folk and pray with them and help them. We, we have uh, individuals that, that don't know how to make a simple budget. I mean some of the most basic things. And they require both natural and spiritual help. And we already have funds in-house that are designated toward helping people. And we've done a number of things that we haven't told you about. We've uh, bought people rooms that were didn't have a place to go. We've paid for people's utilities. We've helped people catch up on some things within our church and even some that weren't from our church. We, we take each case, you know, by individual and endeavor to be led. And first of all, we want to know, are people working? The Bible said if you don't work, you don't eat. Are you doing everything you know to do? To take care of it. Sometimes people are and they still are coming up short. Are you doing everything you know? Then secondly, the Bible says that your family is supposed to, supposed to take care of its own. Right? right? Where, where's your relatives at? What are they doing? And then we have people that call from other churches. Well, why isn't your church helping you, you know? But we'll endeavor to be led, in, you know, even though we have some of those guidelines. We're going to have marriage teams. People that are... Uh, overcome in their own life and understand some of these things and will help people that are going through difficulty. We're going to have teams that work with the youth. We already have teams that work with the children. We have a cleaning team right now. We're going to develop more cleaning teams. And uh, maintenance and uh, transportation. We're going to have a coffee shop team. Right? We don't just want somebody pouring coffee. We want somebody full of God. Amen. Amen. That ministers life. Across the counter. And maybe somebody don't even know God comes up there. And they give them a free cup of coffee and love on them. Amen. Amen. And you will too when you come by drinking your coffee. Right? But do you see what we're talking about? Service ministry teams. But let's call them service for now. Because I want to get that mentality in us. We're here to serve. I'm here to serve. You're here to serve. Right? People that serve under us, Phyllis and myself, they're not just serving uh, Phyllis and I. They're helping us do what the Lord's told us to do. We're doing the work of the Lord. I'm not interested in somebody just doing something for me personally. I want it to be a part of doing the work of the Lord. So, ushers, do you have these things, these, these forms in hand? 
A lot of you have already filled out a volunteer form. If you haven't, why don't you take one? If you're a visitor, you don't feel like you should. But uh, if you're part of the church family here and you've never filled out a volunteer uh, form, let me see one of these, Rick, or anybody. What's that? We want the ones that have all the categories on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess y'all are calling those family information, aren't you? We've got two different forms here. Uh, this, just a little bit of information about you. And then it says, which would you desire to volunteer at Faith Life Church? Then it says, something that you can check, usher, grounds, cleaning, sound, greeter, bookstore. There's all kind of categories under here. If you are interested in serving in some capacity, and you haven't filled out one of these, won't you lift your hand, take it. You don't have to turn it in right now, but uh, if you want to, you can turn it in back at the information booth on your way out. Because really to be a part, you should serve in some capacity. It's key to your development. How many understand what we're talking about now? Service teams. Now, we're not just going to thrust people into positions. There's going to be uh, instruction. There will be different times that these groups meet together. You'll receive instruction. And then you'll work with somebody that already has some experience and instruction in these areas. And you must qualify to do these jobs. One of the ways that you qualify is by being in the services. If you don't know what we believe, if you don't know what we teach and preach, then you're not qualified to represent the church. Right? So the first step is to be here. Raise your hand if you haven't received one of these. If you're not sure whether you want to or not, that's all right. If you want to get one and take it home, fill it out later. But I want, I want us to ask ourselves the question, how are we serving the Lord? Right? I know we're believers, but how are we serving the Lord? What are, what are you doing? What is your area of service? Take one of these if you haven't already, please. Now let me caution you about three things in this, along this line, and then we're going to go to our third and last area. Uh, don't put emphasis on you being a team leader. And don't come say, yeah, I'm excited about that. I want to be in charge of the coffee shop team. I want to be in charge of the prayer team. I've, I've already had people come tell me these kind of things. I want to be in charge. Well, they told me something they didn't want to tell me. They told me some things about themselves that they didn't mean to let out. I don't want you to tell me how you want to be in charge. I'd like to hear how you'd like to serve. Amen. Do you want to serve? And then, if people are faithful to serve, then as the Lord leads us and as people prove themselves and are faithful, then there will be leaders and there will be helpers. But it's not about a, a, a structure and a hierarchy. It's about getting the job done. I'm not interested in uh, titles. 
I'm interested in somebody doing the job. Have you noticed we haven't thrown a lot of titles around here? So-and-so is this and that, and we're this and that, and and you won't see on my door apostle, prophet, evangelist, reverend. I mean, (laughs) though if you look at some of the things we've done, you could see some of those titles. But what does that mean? What does that mean? It's about getting the job done. Amen. Amen. Getting the job done. Number one, three areas I'm cautioning you about now. Cautioning you about. Uh, don't emphasize you leading. Uh, secondly, don't be ultra picky about where you will serve. And I'll only serve in this area. Or I'll only do this or that. And... If we do contact you about something and you say, well, no, 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 that's not my ministry. We've had, I don't know how many people say, well, if you got something on the platform. (laughs) Well, they told me something they didn't want to tell me. Right? I'm serious. If If it was something on the platform, they're available anytime. If it's working with the children, they don't have time. Well, that's not okay. Phyllis and I, in our years in the ministry, if I could stand here and tell you about all the things we did that we didn't feel like was our ministry. Huh. Some of them went on for years. And, and, and every time I'd start to do it, I'm thinking, man, I just don't think I'm graced to do this. And I didn't like to do it. But it had to be done. And, and they asked me to do it. And I had said, if you need some help, require some help, let me know. And they did. <laughs> but looking back now, doing all these things that we didn't think was our ministry helped train us. And develop us for what was up. We didn't know what was up ahead. And everything, Phyllis, would you agree, everything we've done, some of it seemed so natural, some of it seemed so unimportant, but everything we're using today, every part of it, even fixing flats and cutting up chickens and being a volunteer fireman and pumping gas, all all these things work together. So let me caution you. Because if we call you, especially a time or two, and you say, no, 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 you know, that's not, I'm available for this, but I'm not available for that, we may not call you back. And you may not develop. Be, beware of being particular and, and setting only certain things you'll do. And then thirdly, uh, if you commit and you say, yeah, I'll be glad to. I'll be there. Don't call at the last minute. And say something came up and I can't be there. Now if there's a legitimate thing. We know that. We understand that. But but so many times people just. You know. Some, they decide they don't want to come or something. They just don't show. That's unfaithfulness. And, and, and this is not about me and you. This is not about making Brother Keith happy. This is between you and God. This is how are you serving him. Right. If you're not serving, you're not giving yourself in some service, consider these things strongly. And if you don't think this is the church for you, find the one that is right for you and get in and serve. If you can serve God better somewhere else than you can here, by all means, go. But serve God. Don't sit around and do nothing. 
Serve God. Are you with me on this? Let's give God some service. Hallelujah. Anybody excited about this besides me? Glory to God. We're not going to have 5% of Faith Life Church doing 100% of the work. I'm telling you, we're going to have folk everywhere doing the work of the Lord. Somebody show up and there'll be five people to help them get out of the car. Three people to help them tote their Bible. Amen. Amen. Three people pour a cup of coffee for them and smile while they're doing it. And this is good for you. This is how you develop by using and developing your graces and gifts that God's given you. They'll never develop unless you use them. Okay, do you have time for something else? I know I'm taking longer, but you know we've had several things to do here this morning. This is different. This is Vision Sunday. Finally, thirdly, go to 1 Timothy, please. Second chapter. If you're not enjoying this, it's not dynamic enough for you. Uh, I apologize. I'm doing the best I know. But, you know, you and I, I, I can preach and wave my arms. We can come here every Sunday and read scriptures and you can jump and shout and take notes. But if we don't do the word, what are we? You know what I'm saying? I mean, unless we put things into practice and we're doers, then what are we? So, uh, number three, let's talk about outreach. First Timothy, are you there? You want to stand up and stretch your legs? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and stand up. Stand up. Let's put up our hands and say, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to serve. Oh, praise you, Lord. Thank you that you saved us. Not just to sit on the shelf and collect dust. You you saved us to serve. Saved us to serve. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. You can be seated. 1 Timothy 2 gives us what I believe is some of the most significant of the instructions of the will of God for any church, any ministry. 1 Timothy 2, he talked about praying for kings and people that are in authority so we could lead a quiet and peaceable life in godliness and honesty. Verse 3, 1 Timothy 2, 3, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved, number one, and, we might say number two, to come to the knowledge of the truth. How many believe this is foundational in our directive as a church and as a ministry and as a family? The Lord wants all people in Branson and Hollister and uh, Blue Eye and Springfield. uh, What's the place I'm thinking about? Yeah, Kimberling City, but there was another one I was thinking about. I just rode my motorcycle through there the other day. 
What was that, Phil? Yaleville. <laughs> How many know the Lord wants everybody in Yaleville saved? And all the other communities and places, Blue Eye and wherever. He wants everybody saved. Not everybody is going to come to the church. Right? right? right. Not everybody can. Not everybody's supposed to. Right. How many know the Lord also wants everybody that is saved to come to a knowledge of the truth? Yes. Amen. To come out of bondage and tradition and unbelief and darkness and to come into the truth that sets them free. But you understand that not all Christians, baby or otherwise, are going to come to this church. They're not all supposed to. Not all of them can. And there are a lot of other churches doing great works. And we know that we're not the only uh, person or church or family out here doing something. But you understand there are hundreds of thousands of people in this immediate area that are not serving God. It's a fact. There are a lot that are, but there's a lot that's not. So, in our current situation right now, and which I am so thankful for, we're ministering to about a thousand adults a week. Isn't that wonderful? Now, if you added the total of all three services, it's more than that. It'd be about double that. But that's some of the same people, you understand. So... We wouldn't be too far off to say that we're ministering to about 1,000 adults a week. That's in a little over a year. Glory to God. Amen. Are you thankful? And it's not because anything about you or me that's so wonderful. God has just done something here. and and, And we're thankful. Now, with what we have, we could go to multiple services... And we could reach maybe four or five thousand a week with our current facilities. That that'd be wonderful. But there's a lot more people than that in the area here. Well, I believe the Lord is dealt with us about TV. We talked about it earlier, you know. We even took some steps, but some things just didn't seem quite right, and we just backed off. But I believe it's time for us to take a step in this area. One of the local stations here claims an audience of over 800,000 adults. Another smaller station claims an audience of about 150. Reasonably. We could get time on these two stations and depending on the times or multiple times, we could easily have a potential audience of a million. From a thousand to a million. That's a thousand fold increase. Did you hear me? That's one thousand fold increase in the potential people that you're reaching. And there's so many things. We've done this before in some other situations and other churches we're involved in. And I'm telling you, what an amazing tool it is. People watch TV, don't they? And 
It's all right to go to somebody's house and knock on the door and give them a track or talk to them about Jesus. That's all right. We may do some of those things. But what about bringing a service into their living room and teaching them one-on-one for an hour? Hmm? That's wonderful, isn't it? And there's a lot of people who who are not going to come to this church and are not supposed to, but they would be fed through the ministry. And there's a lot of people who are supposed to come. And they'll find out about us. And they'll wind up coming. And then there's a lot of our own people that for whatever reason, they missed a Sunday or whatever, they'll get to get catch up on it. I'd like to have the time kind of while people are getting ready to go to church. And they can watch that and then come. We can reach this potential audience of a million people every week. For the paltry, the the pitiful price of about $1,500 a week. That's a no-brainer. Right? now, Now, that doesn't show all the expense, but I'm talking about just securing some time. About $1,500 a week. We can multiply our outreach a thousandfold. Isn't that something? Now, in order to do that, we we must have the equipment to do it. And that's where the initial expense comes in. That's where I think we should put our faith on. Actually, there's some good news in this area. Cameras are, are like computers, the circuitry and all. They have really improved the last few years. And what used to cost a huge amount to do, you can do the same now for a lesser amount. And I'm told that for about $100,000, we could have some broadcast quality cameras. For about another hundred or so, we could have the, both the editing and duplication ability. Well, we don't have to do the broadcasting immediately. We don't have to do the duplicating immediately. We could begin taping right now. And putting services, you know, on tape and creating a a library and a backlog because we're going to need to have something to stay ahead. And uh, we could do that right now for probably as little as $100,000. And then we can develop with the right people and personnel. We can develop good editing suite and uh, also good. uh, How many would like to have the option of getting a a tape or a, a... DVD or whatever, you know, of the service right after or to send to somebody. Now, in addition to that, you know, we talked about putting the screens up. If you got video, you can do that. Well, we've gotten uh, quotes anywhere from 50,000 to well over 100,000. We still got to do some homework on that, but we wouldn't have to have that first even to broadcast. But we'll have that in due time. But with our taping ability, we have the ability to stream it live on the internet too, and have people join in for how many? How much multiplication could that be? That's on top of the million locally. Interesting. How many believe this is a good idea about outreach? It's not a lot of money. So, put you. And of course, with that, we're going to have a TV team too. Then. Areas of service. So how many would agree with that and say, let's put our faith on getting us some cameras right now 
and then take the next steps from that, and then as soon as we're able, secure some time. And I'm thinking about a weekly uh, local broadcast. We're not going to see how much we can buy it off at one time. We're just going to take this step, and then uh, if the Lord leads us differently, we'll talk about that later. But right now I'm talking about reaching the Springfield, Branson, Harrison areas, along in these areas. We can do that for that small amount that I mentioned to you. Is that okay? Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, that's it. (laughs) Anybody else got anything else? Oh, yeah. Phyllis wants me to show you this. Steve, come up here real quickly. (laughs) She wants to get the ushers some coats. And, uh, (laughs) come on up here, Steve. (laughs) Stand up here so everybody can see you. Everybody think this blue would be okay? (laughs) So we're talking about getting these, and she's excited about that. Thank you. Glory to God. I, um, I think we should do something else before we're dismissed. I think we should receive an offering. For the TV. If you don't want to and you're unhappy about it, you can you can leave. That's all right. But ushers, go ahead and take the uh, take the aisle. Phyllis, got our checkbook there. I want to sew on this right now. If you want to sew, fine. If you don't, you're not sure. That's okay. Don't don't feel pressed or anything. I'm I'm not pulling on you. I think if nothing else, this is a uh, a step of faith, an indication of d- commitment to this direction. I realize some people have some things that start at noon or, or, or not, not noon, but close thereafter. If you have to leave, I understand. I know you're not leaving because you don't want to serve now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Check should be to Faith Life Church and just write television on your memo or something. And all of this will go toward our cameras, our first step. And let's just go ahead and you and I claim the money for our cameras. Amen. Amen. It don't all have to come for the congregation. Somebody can send it in from another country. We, we just believe for it. Amen. And I want to I sow. And I'll give you an opportunity to sow too. Thank you, Lord. If you want an envelope, hold up your hand, take one. If you're given by check, just make it out to Faith Life Church. Cheers. What'd you put out? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Well, I know we didn't run the aisle this morning. One thing the Lord spoke to me about this TV, He said, this is a key to the remainder of the paid in full. And I I can see that. How many believe we'll have to go to two services? 
at some point. Won't that be great? Yeah, it'll be good. That means we'll be reaching, you know, at that point we'll be reaching three or 4,000 people on a Sunday morning. But by TV and Internet, <laughs> million plus. That's a big church. Praise God. Phyllis, come and uh, go ahead and stand when you're ready. And uh, let's speak over, over every one of these things that we've talked about, these three things. And then let's sow this and claim. As a church, you're sowing today. We're sowing 10,000 to this other church. Amen. And you're, you're sowing of your service how many are, are ready to make a commitment this morning that you'll serve where you can and you'll help? Good. That's between you and the Lord now. And then also we're sowing into the TV. So hold it up before the Lord and say out loud, thank you, Lord. You've blessed us so much. You've done so much for us. We give you all the credit, all the thanks for everything this happened in this church from the beginning until now. Thank you for these seats already paid for. Thank you. We've never been laid on a bill. We've never failed to pay what we owed. We've not been behind. We give you all the glory. Thank you for every salvation. Everybody that got back to you. Every person that got filled with your spirit and that's been healed or had their needs met, we give you all the glory, all the credit. Now, Lord, we as a church sow this $10,000 into this church in Canton, Ohio to help them build their new facility. We sow it in faith. We sow it gladly and we claim a multiplied harvest coming back to this church and we claim 1,000 seats paid for. We claim $1 million coming in now. Harvest is coming. Chunks are coming. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. Now, Lord, we present ourselves as your servants. We are here to serve you, to minister to each other, and offer our lives as a service to you. Reveal to us where everybody fits, where everybody's grace. Our gifts lie and lead us and direct us in the development of these service teams that all needs would be met. In Jesus' name, amen. And Lord, we claim more than enough to get the TV ministry up and running, and to reach out to many who will receive 
through this powerful medium. We claim more than enough to get the best cameras. More than enough for the best editing equipment. We claim the best camera operators, editing people, and everything that's required. We claim the best TV times, the best stations, and the best times for the best price. And we thank you for causing your word to go out beyond these walls, beyond this property, and reach all over these states and beyond as you lead. And we sow this seed into it now, and we call it done in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Let's lift up our hands and thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's thank Him by faith. Thank, by faith, see it happening. See it happening. Glory to God. Glory to God. You get up in the morning and you're going to get your coffee and you turn on the TV and you'll see me. Hey! Believe God! And you'll see the uh, camera pan and it'll be you. Praising God. Amen. <laughs> you can be seated. Ushers, wait on the people. Glory to God. Just play something instrumental. Oh, thank you, Lord.